0: Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeze podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real-life stories from high-performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleaze. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jolly Jarvis, and today I am going to start with a very special announcement. The big announcement of, well, this year so far, the book, the book, the Selling Without Sleeves book, comes out week commencing the 26th of April. So that's in just over a week's time. You'll be able to get your hands on the electronic version over on um, Amazon. So it will be there to download onto Kindle, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and that will be available and there will be a special introductory price, um, a launch price uh, going with that too, which I can update you a little bit more on next week. So to keep your eyes out on social media, um, join the Selling Without Sleeves Facebook group if you want to be in the know and the first to know where to get your hands on that book. But first, let's get on to today's episode. So today we're going to be talking around attracting your ideal customer. Now this is off the back of last week where we were talking around that you're not going to be pleasing everybody and you're not for everybody and try try not to be the answer for everyone. Um, you're better off specialising, focusing in on the people that you can have the most impact on um, rather than um, spreading yourself too thinly, not being true to yourself and the results that you can get for those that that specific group of people. Today, I thought, well, rather than, you know, that's a kind of negative way of looking at it, how, you know, repelling the people that aren't your ideal people. What about actually attracting your ideal people? So, you know, I always talk around, um, the whole analogy of, um, bear with me, because, yeah, I appreciate that. And for most people, this wasn't successful, but the gold rush, um, most people were there with their little, um, sieves as they were, I suppose, Um, industrial ones, not using your kitchen, Um, sifting through, um, you know, the riverbeds, looking for those little fragments of gold in what is a, you know, a large amount of rubbish and debris and silt. And obviously, you know, that was really painful. It was a painstaking process. Very few people actually found any gold, etc, etc. You know, we know the backstory on that. Um, And I always say, well, actually, you know, if you can understand where it's coming from, if you can Rather than, you know, fighting um, for your customers attention with all your competitors, if you can really figure out where they are, where they hang out and where you can get to them higher upstream, basically where your competitors aren't. And if you can, you know, develop skills and resources to enable you to attract those people earlier and where there is less noise, then, you know, you'd be on to a better thing. I appreciate in reality with the gold rush, very few people, even the people which went and created the mines and did the mining and made an awful lot of money out of it. But, but, you know, the analogy, you can get the idea that's the point um, so today that's what we're going to talk about obviously before um before that i just want to do a super quick update for you um, so those of you which are my group um, you will see a live going going live tonight i'm t- talking you through um what's going on um i return to um the selling without Steve's office um monday so um b3 goes into nursery for two days a week and um i will be for the first four weeks that is and then um he'll be up to three days and that is where my my week will will be structured. Um, Monday to Wednesday, I'll be working in the business, and Thursdays and Fridays, I'll be focusing on my family. And that isn't to say that I won't be working all the hours, which actually turns out to be pretty much full time hours, taking into account evenings, etc. But I am going to try and be disciplined. If I say it out loud, then maybe this will happen. Try and be disciplined and keep things to um, those three days, so that actually I just get a bit of, of downtime um, and a bit of that thing called work life balance, which apparently exists. Yeah, I'm going. That's what we're going, going to be happening. Uh, so I'm going to be back in the office. This has coincided really, really nicely with some updates and changes. So for those of you which listen, who are super on it and listen before um before thursday evening um you will hear this first here and that we have a a number of um updates including a new website and some new branding um which are all going to be coming to fruition um and being launched uh on monday so on my return to work so super super excited um please do head over to the facebook page um or the facebook group to check out that it's quite difficult to show you and um, the difference and the changes um that will be going on but you will be expecting to see a new thumbnail for the podcast starting next week so as of uh, next week there will be a very different icon um if that's what you call it um thumbnail icon for the selling without sleeves podcast do not panic you know we haven't um disappeared uh it's not it's somebody pretending to be us um it is still selling without sleeves um it's just under the new branding so we're all nice and consistent because consistency is key and i love it so that will be what will be going on uh, next week so obviously i'm beginning to ramp up from a social media point of view i'll be beginning to putting out more posts and letting people know that something is on the horizon which obviously is the book so i'm um, really excited to share that and i think you know it can help a lot of people um if people only read the book it will help them to get an insight help you to get an insight into you know know what i'm trying to do with selling without sleeves, and and the sort of different outlook that i'm trying to help people get as far as selling is concerned it's got a bad rep and uh, lots of people want to shy away from it um i actually did a <laughs> had a conversation with somebody earlier this week who was i'm you know i'm not really a salesperson i don't think i could do that and i was like you know he was a great communicator a really nice guy and i was like why do you think sales is so bad? Obviously, I tried not to get offended. Um, because and to be fair, I hear it a lot, so I've had good practice at trying not to be offended. Um, but you know, there is that stigma around sales and the thought that you you need to be underhanded, you need to sell people things that they don't need. That is not the case and that is not how to do sales in the long term. And I do hope that you know reading that book will be the first step that people take in the process of thinking, you know what, um actually sales is 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 something I can do and and does fit within within my sort of ethos and, and my morals so um that's that's that so it's all happening now we're 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 doing updates and we're doing changes and we're ramping up social media really really great timing on it hoping that the publishers do get through to that deadline I have no reason to doubt them and the team do things all the time but yeah, they're quite sort of like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'm like, are you sure? Definitely. Um, I'm not sure what sort of uh, clarification I'm looking for. But anyway, Um, so yeah, next week, I'll be able to tell you the exact date. um, But please do keep an eye on social media for all that. But without further ado, let's get on with attracting your ideal customer. Now, as I said, in last week's podcast, we talked around how to repel, how to get off your mailing list, how to encourage people to seek out an alternative to you if you're not the right person for them. But what happens if when you're filtering through all this silt, looking for the nuggets of gold, which are your ideal customers, you're actually not finding them now, there is the potential that you're not in the right place. OK, so you're actually looking for them. You're searching for them in the wrong place. You're not putting out the, the right information for them or you're not targeting them at the right time. And so those are the three areas that I want to um, to, to touch on today. And if I have time, I also want to talk through the, the need to, to be yourself um, and to show up as yourself if you want to, to attract these people and, and consistently attract them. So let's start with where do they hang out? Because you can understand what their needs are, you can understand what their motivations are, but if you're not actually hanging out in the right place and saying these things in the right place, you're not going to relate to anyone. So, you know, what are their needs? When I ask that, what I'm I'm trying to figure out, what I want you to try and figure out is, what problems do they have? What problems are you helping to solve? Um, You know, it might not be that they have a problem, it might be that they have, you know, it's something that they want rather than a need, that needs addressing, that needs solving. It might be the fact that they want a nice experience, experience and um, they want a nice holiday for instance what is it that you can help fill what gap can you help fill what is it um, in the current setup that they are missing and um, that you are the solution to you are the answer to so you really need to get clear on this now it's not surprising that I am banging on here about your ideal customer and getting to know your ideal customer better the only way that you can get in front of them and be attracting them is if you truly understand them. So these needs, these problems, these the, the, their wants are things that you need to figure out. Um, what can you help solve? What can you help address? What can you make easier for them? Um, and knowing that and knowing what, what they're aware of. So, you know, are they consciously aware of this or is this a subconscious thing? Um, Are they sat there thinking, you know, what I need to improve example my self-confidence or are they thinking oh you know what I hate doing this and I hate doing that and I don't understand why I don't really want to show up on social media for my for for my business um you know that's a really um important thing because if you're using the language of oh you know work with me and improve your self-confidence work with me and and improve your nutrition and and they're going I'm fat or I'm struggling to 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 be motivated and they're not there they haven't got that awareness there that they're not able to piece together those steps to get from where they're feeling and what's going on and what they're experiencing to what solution you provide and so you need to meet them where they are and so it might be just a case of changing your language changing you know the, the messaging that you're putting out there to reflect that so that you're saying to them hey I know you feel a bit fat right now obviously try and put it a little bit nicer than that but you know how this is how it you know and educating them on actually you know you can exercise all you like but if all you're doing is fueling yourself with mars bars then you're unlikely to get any improvement and you're likely to feel absolutely terrible in the process and so you're talking through with them you're educating them to get them to the point where they think you know what you're right i don't need to go and do 500 press-ups i need to help get somebody to help me make better choices when it comes to eating. And so you need to understand that's where they are. This is where they need to be. This is the process they need to go through to get there. And if you need to take your customers on that journey, that can be a real bonding experience for you. Um, You know, you're helping them to see the light. You're helping them get clarity on their situation. Um, So you're positioning yourself already as somebody who's helpful, Um, who partners with them, you know, you're not talking down to them, you're not being awful to them, you're not making them feel ashamed, Um, you're taking them on that journey of, I do this all the time, Um, you're in safe hands, these people are here, and this is where you want to be, that's the sort of scenario that you want to be in, but if you don't know where they are, um, where they're hanging out, then you can be beating this drum, you can be saying all the right things, but you're saying it to the wrong people, so figuring out where do they hang out. Now, this is where sometimes you need to make some assumptions, you need to to make some guesswork. And when I've talked about your ideal customer before, and when I, uh, in in the book to be fair, um, I talk around your ideal customer, I talk around how sometimes you need to make educated guesses and sometimes you need to make a note of that. And sometimes you think, yeah, I know this for sure, because, you know, Bob and Jenny and Chris and Sue that I've worked with, they've all had these experiences. Check out my my random reel of names there. But, you know, they've all had this experience, they've all come from the same place, so I know this is accurate. When it comes to where do they hang out, this can be something that, you know, you can go back, you can talk to current customers, you can talk to historical customers, you can figure out where do they hang out. You know, is it somewhere where you you already are, um, which is potentially saturated, and so they're struggling to hear you over the noise? Um, is there some somewhere else that you can hang out? And, you know, in this scenario, don't, Discount the the in-person situations. Um, you know, where do they hang out in real life? Do they go down the pub? Do they go to tennis matches? Do they play with the local cricket club? You know, there's all sorts you can do. There's reasons that people sponsor those boards around different various sporting events that you're like, this is really random and obscure. Um, you know, I went to, um, you know, hear me out on this. I was a bit like, are you for real? I think your money would have been better spent elsewhere. But I know of a company who... They cut hedges, okay, and they sponsored um, a run which occurs between a local run which occurs between um, the two castles. I know I feel very privileged to be able to have two castles within ten k of my house, um, and you can actually run between the two castles, and that is guess what the two castles run, and um, the in with that they sponsored the bags of the goodie bags at the end you know the ones that you get like a drink in and, and maybe a chocolate um and then loads of pamphlets and, and maybe some sort of supplement on discounts and stuff like that and they sponsored the bags and they were wandering around with these bags you know from the finishing line uh, back to the start some people on the shuttle buses some people getting picked up by friends and then obviously you know the absence of, of, of free carrier bags nowadays in supermarkets means that you know I saw these out and about around town for weeks afterwards. And what initially started as me thinking, really, I'm sure you'd have been better spent doing something sponsoring something else actually got me thinking because and I actually ended up speaking to somebody who um is, is one of the the, the sort of founders of this this company and I said to them you know how have you done with that and they said you know what it's actually brought in a surprising amount of business we've done really well off it um and the reason for that is was the reusing of the bags um and also the demographic the age range of the people within that was there a large quantity of people on that race who'd come from out of the the area yes there was because it's a key race um but um there was also enough there and that's the thing is is they were like yeah you know I have the people that I'm not necessarily wanting to attract those which are out of area who might have bushes and hedges bushes (laughs) bushes what bushes and hedges that need cutting um (laughs) no yeah anyway I'll move on from that thought process some people want their their want their bushes, want their front bushes trimmed. Okay, some people don't own bushes. Um, I'm gonna have to move on before I get the giggles. You know, they weren't after those people, they were after those the people who who do have a house and and, and do have a bush to trim. And um I really wish I'd stopped on this thought process now. But you know, they 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 are their ideal customers. <laughs> And they do have a bush to trim, and that's the really important bit. And so everybody else who is out of area or who doesn't have a bush to trim (laughs) isn't going to be oh dear me. Isn't going to isn't going to appeal but you know the bags the free bags that they're not going to pick up on that advert but for those which it is relevant to they are going to pick up on on the the advert and and you know there was enough of them to make it more than worthwhile and um, they more than covered that budget because they'd gone somewhere where the competition wasn't they hadn't gone onto google and done google ads um you know they'd actually they positioned it it's at the beginning it's in, in springtime um when there's more of a demand for their services and so you know, they'd position themselves very nicely that when people thought, oh, you know what? That bush needs trimming. Um, they thought, wait a minute. I've seen that advert recently. And, you know, they've got their vans moving around and everything else. So it was touch points. And then people were reusing these carrier bags. Um, it is a very big race. You saw these about uh, with people out and about town. And so. That actually went from something that I was a bit like mm, I'm, I wonder how this is going to work out for them to actually being really impressed with that thought process, and I'm sure when these races do come back um you know they will be supporting them again because actually it makes sense because they are getting in front of the right people. they were stacked out for weeks on end um and and you know the demand was really, really high, and they it come from these but the sponsoring of the carrier bags which was actually really quite cost effective um, as it turned out um, and well worth the test um, and well worth doing again so there you go front bushes and carrier bags being advertised in race. So um, moving on, you know, they figured out where those people hung out. They figured out how to access them somewhere a little bit quieter than normal. Um, yeah, you know, people weren't going to be running thinking, yeah, no, I want, I need to get my trees and bush trimmed. Um, they're just going to be running, and they're going to see that, and they're going to remember that, and then they're going to be able to refer back to it when the need is there. Um, but I'm going to move on before I get the giggles once again. So um, you know, you've also got to think of what the motivation is. Why is it? Why have they come to this? now. Now, I really push this home with clients because it's important to understand what is making this person do this action, take up this opportunity now. And the reason why this is so important is because you can use the language, you can relate to them so much better during this moment. You know, if you're saying to somebody, I'm thinking weight loss because it's a nice easy one to do. I remember when I first looked at addressing my weight. I remember looking in the mirror and just being like, oh, this doesn't fit. I just look awful. And having nice outfits that I couldn't wear because they just made me feel fat. They clung to all the wrong places. And so putting out marketing at that moment in time to me, saying to me, hey, do you feel self-conscious, are those clothes not fitting, I mean this is a prime time, people are coming out of lockdown, we've basically been in hibernation eating guides, because that's been a form of entertainment along with Netflix, okay, so you know nothing has been helping us other than those walks that we've been able to do, to stay fit, to keep our weight in check, it's been a real form of entertainment to eat, to get takeaways, to treat ourselves, to have more chocolate and sweet stuff around the house, etc, etc, and so you know, Sending out information right now to people going, hey, you know, you're trying on your summer clothes and they don't fit, you know, good seasonal one. You're trying on your work clothes because you're heading back to the office and they don't fit. Let's get that sorted. Understanding, and making them feel not alone, helping them to, to feel, you know, to realize that there is a solution and you are the solution. And really resonating with that person who's currently looking in the mirror thinking, you know what, I do look a bit rubbish right now helps you to relate to them, helps you to connect. You know, whenever you think about it, when, you know, you're chatting away with people, some people you connect with, you connect because you're saying the same sorts of things, you're coming from the same sort of place, and that's what you want with your clients. You want to help them feel feel that you understand you totally get them, um, and that's what you can do. So understanding that motivation enables you to get them, you know, get in front of them at just that right time um and helps you to relate to them and them to relate to you so that you've got that connection going on and it's like hey this person really gets me and then you know let's use weight loss as an example but if that person really understands me they understand that um you know i'm currently out of shape and i'm not happy with myself and i feel really conscious you know they probably you probably understand it and you can elaborate on and, and show you understand that you know they're not some sort of athlete they're not wanting to 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 what you know press or whatever they terminology they use. Um you can see that I'm really into my weights. You know how much how much your your Ben's pressing or whatever at the moment um isn't on your on your radar. And, and if they started talking in that way, that would switch you off because it's alienating you. Because you don't it doesn't appeal to you that sort of um working out doesn't appeal to you whereas somebody talking about in your language Meeting you where you are, which is somebody looking in the mirror, not being very happy about themselves, is is much less intimidating, is much more approachable, is much more friendly, and therefore they are much more likely to be used. In short, you need to figure out where they hang out, what their needs are, and why this has come to the fore right now. What What has switched that switch? What has made them switched on and open to working with you or using your product or service? Just to touch on because I'm super conscious of time um, and and Jacob might get, well, actually to be fair, he doesn't get grumpy because he's a lovely guy, but yeah, he then has to do lots of editing, um, bless him. So just as a sort of quick pointer, To be yourself, okay. In all these things, the best way to be consistent on social media and with your messaging is to be yourself. I'm going to use a couple of examples here, actually three, where you know these aren't things that I generally do, and I don't do them because it's not me, okay. So being yourself, the vulnerable posts. I've tried it, you know, the whole oh I felt like this and this happened and 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 showing people that you can relate to them. I feel I can show people that I can relate to them without. Being this uber vulnerable where people want to go, oh, Sarah, but you're great. You know, don't worry about it. You know, I, I, I don't feel like I want to position myself like that online. I don't feel like I want to, to you know, for instance, another example, share family life um, and talk around my kids in, in in uber detail. They do cute, embarrassing things all the time. Are people that interested? Probably not. Um, are they going to be absolutely mortified when they get older and that this is this is all out there? I would be, you know, I think that it, uh, my thought process on it is that my kids can make their own decision on how much of their life is out on social media. And um, when they're at an age where they can put that out there if they want to, it's not for me to, to, to be putting, um, you know, all the little weird and wonderful things that they did as a child out there. Um, as as sort of fodder for other kids to tease them about if they so wish, so you know i I choose to to keep family and, and life family life quite quite private, equally dramatic posts i 'm not an overly dramatic person; it can get great engagement, and I see people get really really good engagement on and you know their turbulent life and what's going on and it's like a soap opera and people get really behind them and they really you know they really want to to see them win everyone loves the underdog and and everything else but for me that's not me you know positioning myself as the as the underdog as, as somebody that people are rooting for you know yeah i i talk around probably the, the most vulnerable i am is talking around my book and the fact that I'm, you know equally as excited as i am nervous about it And, you know, I share my journey with people so that they can feel and get bought into to the journey that I'm on and they can get hopefully some people can get inspired by it um and and you know, believe in themselves that bit more that if I can do it, they can do it too. But you know, the the drama of all this has happened to me, oh that's happened to me, oh these people I've had enough and I'm wiping these people from my life and and all that. I'm gonna leave Facebook and then they're back again the next week. It's just it's just not for me. If that's you and that's your life and that's, that's you know, you like to be super open with people, then that's great. And that will attract your ideal customer. But for me, I tend to work with people who want, you know, somebody who's reliable and and will keep them accountable. You know, if I'm having a crisis every five seconds, I'm not in a position to be that supporting person for them. Um, But equally, if they're after somebody who, you know, is a bit of a a cheerleader who can make a song and dance about things, who can come up with very creative publicity stunts, then, you know, absolutely you want somebody who's creative and who has that sense of drama. And that is not me. Um, so be yourself if it's sustainable, being you is sustainable. And you know, you do evolve, people do evolve over time, and your opinion on things might evolve. And that's absolutely fine. And your customers can be, you know, they can be, they can understand that, and they can go on that journey with you. um, And they'll accept that. But, um, you know, staying true to yourself and where you are and who you are right now, um, is, in my opinion, really key. To, um, to keeping that consistency with your ideal customer and keeping that pipeline and that attraction to you open. Anyway, guys, that is it from me for today thank you for listening. Uh, Please do tune in next time for um, the the date of the book and um, maybe a little bit of an excerpt from it. Um, So it can uh, whet your appetite on what you can expect. Um, But thanks for listening, guys. I will see you all again next week, so Thursday. So in the meantime, bye for now, guys, and happy selling. Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you are listening from to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it.